Hello, Rubies! Welcome to the Nintendo Stuff Podcast. I am your host, Logan Daniel, joined uh, by the illustrious Paul Anderson. Hey. And we are going to be talking about all the latest and greatest uh, Nintendo news and third-party news concerning mainly the Switch uh, and whatever else tickles our fancy. Uh, so we're just going to get right into it. If you've been here before, you know what time it is. Uh, we're going to get into the weekly Super Smash Bros. blog posts. Uh, and Paul, if you want to just start us out, what, yeah, do, we, what do we got? What, what, started, looking what started this week? At, looking at August 19th, today's fighter is the Villager. This fighter attacks using skills from daily life in the village, such as planting, growing, and cutting down trees. They can also use items like nets, slingshots, and turnips. The villager can also put items and incoming projectiles in a pocket to use later, including K. Rool's hat. Crown. Crown hat. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess this is like the only difference is that, I mean, it doesn't look like he's changed much. Not like the villager needed to change yeah. much. Uh, just a really fun character uh, getting uh, I just remember it being so satisfying to catch any sort of projectile coming towards you and you know the fact that they emphasized um, or that we can emphasize that you know he takes King K rules crown uh, which which is kind of ridiculous it's kind of silly um, it's a great moment yeah it's it really is uh, so as always villager is gonna be a fun fun character to play. Uh, the other, one of the other characters that they talked about this week is actually an echo fighter. That being dark pit, um, obviously an echo fighter of pit. And, uh, there's not, yeah, not a ton of differences other than the visual stuff. Uh, the description is this dark pit is pits echo fighter. His abilities are mostly the same as pits, but his hair and clothes are different colors. He summons different weapons and celebrates victory to a different tune. All right. I'm excited to play as Dark Pit. Granted, I, you know, he hasn't probably changed a whole lot, but right. he's one of my personal favorites, and I like him more than Pit. Just the way he balance feels more right, I guess. Okay. That's I'm the nice thing about Echoes. Right. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of of Pit as a character, and so I especially just I don't touch uh, Dark Pit. I do like the visuals. I like the darker wings. I like the darker aesthetic. Uh, but that's... That's almost about all I can say. Like, you know, we talk about Kid Icarus uh, coming back and hopefully getting uh, the new one, the 3DS one from 2011, being ported to the Switch. But, and, and I, I'd be excited to play that game, but I, the, the fact is I still haven't played it. Uh, and so I don't have yeah. maybe the um, emotional attachment to this character that you and Brandon. You're not left-handed, are you? I am not left-handed. If you're left-handed, I'd say, like, probably don't. As much as I love the game, like, it's so hard when you're left-handed to play that game. Okay. So it takes, just... a, it, there's a learning curve. So I, I feel like it'd probably be better to just port the game right. and play it that way. But, I mean, honestly, like, I'd play it any way I could get it. Right. Um, And then, let's see. The next thing on the list, we got uh, the music which is actually the menu screen from Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, mm. I, I remember chatting a little bit about this earlier in the week, 
uh, Brandon was saying that he didn't even dawn on him that they would take music that was specifically from a mobile game and and integrate it uh, with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And I think that might be the most interesting um, fact about this, other than it's a Fire Emblem track. And and that series is chock full of good music. Going with what Brian was saying about, like, not really expecting it. I didn't know Fire Emblem Heroes even had, like, original music. I thought it just borrowed everything from the main Fire Emblem right. games. Right, no, and I, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a good point because I had never even considered that they would have gone out of their way to at least make, like, an original arrangement uh, for the menu screen or for something way else. Way to go, Nintendo, put in that extra effort. We yeah, see I mean, Nintendo's just, they've always... Well, not always been extra, but recently they've been pretty extra, and and that's definitely good for us consumers. Yeah. Uh, moving yeah. moving on, we got a new Pokemon. I don't know how to pronounce this Pokemon. Do you know how to pronounce the Pokemon? Toga Demaru. Toga Demaru. Let me know how much I messed that up in the chat. Um, he looks cute. He looks like uh a combination of like Pikachu. Or, or Meryl, I think maybe that's the like the the electric version of Meryl or something like that, right? I thought that's there was like, like another electric squirrel like this that was more, uh, I guess, lean. Yeah. How many electric squirrels like are there going to be? I don't know, but it reminds me of like Pikachu and Meryl, and then like one other Pokemon, just kind of all. Like, he's an Echo Fighter in the way that Krom is an Echo Fighter in, in Smash, right? He's an Except Echo, Echo Fighter. He's an Echo Pokemon, right? He's the alternative to another At least that's the impression squirrel. I get. It. So it says, this Pokemon shoots sparks from its body. It, you'll take severe damage if they hit you, so we recommend keeping your distance. So oh, apparently some... that's pretty close to the pronunciation. Okay, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, don't, I can't imagine that there'd be too many ways to to pronounce it and obviously if it's japanese then you um it's not like english where vowels are just inconsistent across the board right it depends on on the um the thing the word uh next up we they featured duck hunt uh duck hunt dog and 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 duck and uh and the human and the human I i know it's like three people technically there's a person behind the screen shooting and that oh, counts as part of the character? Yeah, it's almost like the whole entirety of the game is just its moveset. Yeah. yeah. That's such a weird concept, but I like that there's that detail to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I remember when we got Duck Hunt, and I don't think many people were anticipating such an off-the-wall character. But yeah. at this point, uh, Duck Hunt just feels like a mainstay. And just feels very Nintendo and very at home. Even though they obviously had to just completely... Uh, you know, design the dog and the the squirrel from the ground up, you know, Um, obviously basing it off of their pixel art, but, um, and just making a return. And uh, it's again, another fun character. And I'm so, so glad that they're here. And for the last piece of news from the smash blog this week, they are talking about the Alucard assist trophy. So Alucard will not be a playable character. Uh, we already have two Ooh. Castlevania characters, and that's all we're gonna get. Uh, but we, we do can't have, have some more. more Castlevania characters. There's two. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking Fire Emblem. Never mind. <laughs> too I mean, it's, many it's... Castlevania. I mean, Fire it's Emblem. What, characters. What happens when I mean Mario characters from Fire Emblem? You know. Right. Right. Um, okay. 
And says Alucard will attack nearby opponents with a flurry of slashes. Slashes. Ooh. Uh, as the son of Dracula, he can also turn into a bat and charge at opponents farther away. By the way, when you read Dracula backwards, you oh, get wow. question mark. I it literally just Kong. dawned on me. <laughs> I had I had a, a similar experience with a, another word, a play on words uh, earlier. Seconds. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what it is because it's kind of dirty. Uh, gotcha. But this is man. I guess it's just a day of uh, playing on words and turning words backwards. It's just a word day. Hello, vocabulary day, 2018 at the break break room, <laughs> break break at the break room arcade. At the break. That's um, it. Yeah. So so obviously this the the model looks good. Um, this seems like. Uh, your standard assist trophy. It'll be fun to just be throwing, you know, assist trophies around and just see what comes out. And uh, yeah. I think this is a good addition. Definitely. Yeah. I'm looking ahead. We only had one other smash like headline this week. Right. And that's uh, Blizzard senior producer Pete Stillwell says that he'd love to have Diablo as a, be a playable guest character in Smash Ultimate. This coming from us to us from my Nintendo news. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll happen, but no. it'd also be really cool to see. Yeah. Like the more third party team ups we can get, you know, the better. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go ahead and read uh, this quote. This is coming from mynintendonews.com. Uh, it says, personally, yeah, I'd love to have Diablo. Uh, that to me is the immediate one. Then, if we had over time, eventually the heroes go through all of them. Or you could really, you could go, you could go really awesome and only have a Deckard cane. You could go really awesome and have a Deckard cane and only have a Deckard cane. So weird wording. Uh, he could just whack them with a cane or put them to sleep. Yeah. He's so, really thought about this. Right, I, I respect but, that. And and so I'll say this. I don't think it's likely uh, as you, as you uh, so obviously stated, it's, it's hard to think that uh, Nintendo's going to add that many third party characters, uh, especially ones that don't have a, a richer past though. Diablo does have a legacy, so it doesn't mm -hmm. have that going for it, but like, I mean, it may, might be considered for the next game. Yeah. But right now I just feel like it's too soon. Yeah. I feel like if we get any, I feel like the next big third party character that, um, that I'd love to see would be Banjo, but the, even that that's working yep, with Microsoft okay. and they're open to it. And here's the, th here's the point I want to make. Everybody's open to having their character in smash bros. Nobody's going to say, no, we wouldn't like, want to have a character. Yeah. Like this just, it's common sense. Not well, common sense. Oh, I want my character in smash bros. Can we get the arcade machine in smash bros? Can we get the clout trout in smash bros? Um, <laughs> so it's just, I don't think it's going to happen, though. It's not surprising that everybody would yeah. talk it up because then once you get more people, it'd be talking, so good for your brand. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what your brand is or how big it is on its own. Like you get it in Smash Brothers, and you're really solidifying it in the gaming world. Yeah, like that's when you know you've made it. Right. Um, yeah, and I feel like if we got anything, um, I mean, Diablo is Blizzard, so. Yeah, maybe Diablo would be the best choice from a Blizzard IP. Diablo. If you were to choose one, right? I'll never do that again. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's yeah. certainly interesting. Uh, but I think we should definitely move on. Um, yep. 
Next we are up, now on the general Nintendo news. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Logan. Uh, so we're the next Splatfest, which starts tonight, uh, is Fork versus Spoon, and there's been a little bit of debate uh, in the Discord about this. But clearly, the correct answer is Spoon. It's Spoon because it's we're much more biased. versatile than Fork. Uh, unless you're trying to kill someone, then you might want to go with the fork. But generally, uh, there's less people who are murderous uh, than not. Uh, and so Spoon just tends to be the general. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Spoon is, is heavily populated and Fork not so much. Uh, but then again, people might have a different justification for that. Spoon is obviously superior uh but not everybody has the really, education like, that we do <laughs> what really it comes down to is whether or not you eat soup if you don't eat soup you probably can get by with everything else using a fork and so for those people out there you know they probably like well spoons have no use to me and they'll just right. go straight fork that's a that's a good point it, it really just depends on um, on what your diet is like, what kind of foods you like to eat, and, and what's going to make the most sense in the the most. Uh, see, and but here's the thing is like I find that spoon is like even if you're left, like even, at least you have the option to still use it as a spoon, yeah. right? Uh, so again, I think it's more versatile, uh, even though it might not uh, pick things up so well. You can so you can scoop things still. Uh, maybe a little bit yeah. of a spork is in need, but that's not the uh, the question that we're dealing with. Uh, so go obviously, team spoon. The, obviously, the real answer would be chopsticks, but we weren't given that option, so we, we have to go with spoon. Yeah. Um, and I should I should follow this up with saying that we were planning on streaming tonight, but things got a little busy, and uh, we are down one person, uh, and so I I'll probably still jump in. I definitely want to play some more Splatfest. Hopefully I'll get to to um, the, you know, champion. Um, the champion. Was it the king? Is it the, is that, king, is that yeah. okay, that's like the top. So maybe I'll, maybe yeah, I'll. What we're really saying though is Team king. Fork needs to watch out because we're not playing as a group for Team Spoon. So Spoon stands a chance. Right. If we play as a group, then it's just, <laughs> no. We'll, we will make it lose. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, moving on, we have some Gamescom 2018 award winners. Uh, and so we'll touch on, uh, the ones we think are the most interesting, including all of the Nintendo stuff. Uh, this is also coming from my Nintendo news.com. Uh, starting off with the Nintendo stuff, we got best family game, which is Super Mario Party, which I will say I am very, very excited for. It has been a minute since I've been excited for a Mario Party game. Uh, the last this Mario is the Party. I want to get excited over. Yeah. The last one I was excited for was Mario Party 7 on the GameCube. Uh, and so since then, we've had 8, 9, uh, a whole slew of 3DS titles, and then also Mario Party 10. Uh, and I, I really appreciate this brand change. And it looks really solid. And so yeah, it's also... A lot of the recent ones kind of fell short because they weren't Mario Party 7. Right, right. And that's like anything be Mario Party 7 and before. You're getting a, a great experience, right? Um, mm. And I think, you know, 8 
has certain things about it, and nine has great mini games. But mm-hmm. uh, when you don't have the the correct mode surrounding it, uh, it can get pretty dry. Um, and then best awards for best on platform, uh, the best Nintendo game, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, to nobody's surprise, because everybody and their mother yeah. is excited for that game, uh, and I'm I'm also very excited for the game. How many people have you heard just say like, "Oh man, Smash Brothers is coming out. Time to get a Switch." Right. People right. No, I, no, there's so many people it. who are just like so interested in a, a Switch, uh, whether for you know certain games that are already out that they just haven't gotten around to, like Breath of the Wild or Super Mario Odyssey, yeah. uh, and and certainly Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and and Pokemon are a huge draw as well. So that's so unsurprising. Uh, outside of that, I just want to make a few notes. Uh, best PS4 game, Spider Man uh i'm very excited for that game about that very excited for that game uh the hope is that i'll be able to purchase a capture card before that comes out and then i will be streaming that uh on the break room and then the other one i wanted to point out was the best casual game which is team sonic racing uh and i also i'm not quite as hyped for that game but i am intrigued i like racers uh, and I like that they're doing something um, decidedly different than Mario mm-hmm. Kart, right? So it's differentiating itself, and and that's that's a great thing. Uh, some of these other ones, I mean, congratulations to all these other games. I'm not going to go over them. Uh, if you want to, you guys can go over to um, My Nintendo News, and you can find a lot of the sources that we're using on today's show. Uh, moving on, again, from My Nintendo News... Uh, there is a rumor that a fourth Nintendo Labo kit is releasing this year for Nintendo Switch. This is a the least surprising rumor. Yeah. Like, we got the car, the vehicle kit, right? That kit um, looks great, too. You're right. So, right now, we're at, we're, at, we're at three kits. We have two at launch. A few months later, we have the third one. Uh, so, it would just make sense that Nintendo would kind of drip feed these out. Uh, and kind of yeah. keep keep the hype going a little bit, and then also take up more space on the shelves. And um, it seems like Labo is doing pretty well for itself. Uh, but mm. um, I think it's definitely going to do much better with this vehicle kit coming out because I definitely see that being the type of kit that gets used in other games besides just the um, like Labo Garage. Yeah, I'm hoping that they keep up with that going into their fourth Labo kit. And they make things that are a little bit more useful than like the variety kit, which I know a lot of people just like assembled and they played with it for a little bit. And then a lot of people just kind of set it aside and forgot about it. Right. So I'm hoping they go more with like that practical, like, hey, you can use these in your games. Right, right. Well, it seems it seems like that might be the case. So I'll read a line from this. Um this is coming from a Bloomberg tech reporter, uh, Yuji Nakamura. And Nakamura is also claiming, Nakamura. this is a direct quote uh, from the article, uh, Nakamura is also claiming that the upcoming release will include a variety of minigames that use the toy, uh, the to- the camera, and the gun toy cons. So we saw, we saw the camera. We saw the camera in the original Labo um reveal trailer so i imagine uh, any labos that are going to release in the near future uh can probably all be seen in that trailer uh so again this is the least surprising rumor that i've heard 
in quite some time. Uh, I have yet yeah. to get or play with Labo. Uh, I would love to play with Labo. I don't really feel feel compelled to spend sixty, seventy, eighty dollars on these kits. Uh, if because... I see a good use for the vehicle kit, then I might pick that one up. That's the one that like right now stands out the most to me as being something that I would use outside of just the right. Toycon garage. So I'm I'm I have hope for that one. I'm not I, completely yeah. dismissing that yet. I Hey Moose Man. <laughs> what was I He's our third member tonight. Yeah. So I was going to say, I think of the kits, uh, including the vehicle kit, I think the variety one is is probably the most interesting to me. Uh, as as a musician, um, you got really the, want that piano. The piano, right? No, the piano is the coolest part because I could I could definitely do stuff with that. That would, I would be a lot of fun. I would actually like buy just the piano and yeah. then assemble it. It would be so easy. It would be so easy because obviously mm-hmm. it's coming out of the Switch. Um, I've thought about using, uh, the switch in, in live performances, just, just based on the fact that, okay, I could have, I could have Labo, but then there's also like, mm-hmm. um, a Korg like beat maker on there. And then like, you just hook that mm-hmm. up, you know, um, and then send that to the speakers. And then all of a sudden you got a beat and then you just play over that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and there's other things about the variety kit that are really appealing. Uh, but I digress. Uh, I'm glad to see that they're continuing on. It seems like Labo is, has been uh, at least a relative success for Nintendo, yeah. and I think they i I wouldn't be surprised if they're just pre- planning on building this brand over time. You know, yeah. Um, so it seems like they're handling this well, and so I'm I'm glad to see that sort of success. Next up, also from my Nintendo news, Nintendo silently introduces anti-cheat measures to Splatoon 2. Thank God. They didn't need that. Thank God. Yeah. He was doing fine. So I'll I'll read this right here. Splatoon 2 is proving to be as popular as ever with new and existing Nintendo Switch owners, but most, uh, like most online multiplayer games, it has fallen prey to cheating. Have you experienced any cheating, any hacking in your games? Not directly. Yeah. I There have been a few times where somebody has like um, a buffed up weapon and then you just kind of don't stand mm-hmm. a chance. And that's not a lot of fun, you know. That's no. why balancing is super important. Uh, so that way it yeah. literally just comes down to how good are you at the game. Uh, Cheating is not fun said it time and time games. again, you know, that like it's cool to, if like if you want to cheat, if you want to do that to your system and run the risks and whatnot, you know, that's cool. But when you're t- actively ruining other people's fun by taking it online you know that's not okay yeah it'd be different if there was like a specific mode that they're like hey we're gonna allow cheats and we're gonna allow stuff but then like everybody has to have the same cheats you know yeah Uh, but nintendo's not going to do something like that modding and cheats have their place uh they are not for online multiplayer games where people are trying to trying to do their own thing and they're not going to be modding their stuff so um but i feel like and I feel like most people know that it's I, this is a minority of people who are ruining the fun uh, for a yeah. much larger majority of people. So it is good to see that Nintendo has taken uh, some action and adding anti-cheat measures. I don't know. It says as introduced uh, new integrity checks in the game since they've been released version 3.1.0. The site reports that bans are applied after one Applied one day after you've been flagged by the system. So at least Man, there's a system. I'm not going to be able to play because I have no integrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I, that'd be interesting to see how that works. Uh, and, and mm. hopefully it does uh, work against uh, cheaters and, and modders uh, to, to make Splatoon a better experience. Uh, so thank you, Nintendo. Definitely. And then hopefully with the online service launching next month, uh, we will move from peer to peer to server based online as well. Um, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I really uh, hope. Yeah. So we have a prediction here from an economic a from a firm, Ace Economic Research Institute. Uh, based in Osaka, they are expecting uh, Nintendo to shift an impressive 25 million units this fiscal year. So I think I really this... like this story because yeah. their Nintendo's goal themselves was to ship 20 million. So this yeah. is saying like, "Hey, we see you, Nintendo. You're going to do five more than that." Yeah, I mean, so. Says that is even higher than Nintendo's own estimates, and the firm believes that both Super Smash Bros. and Pokemon Let's Go will be absolutely huge titles. And I think that's the understanding. Uh, we know yeah. that these two games are going to push consoles. Uh, we can't necessarily say how many consoles we push, but we know it's going to be a lot. Uh, is it going to mm. be 25 million a lot? Uh, who knows? I could see it happening because, uh, again, there's still tons of people who haven't played Breath of the Wild, which is now yeah. the best selling uh, Zelda game of all time uh, in both Japan and just worldwide in general. Um, mm. So, I mean, it's got that we've got super Mario Odyssey, which is the best selling switch title and it's still selling well. So you have these big juggernaut of games that are still like people just haven't gotten around to buying switch, but they plan on buying well, switch this... just because of those games, you know? Yeah. I mean, this holiday season too, like it, it's jacked. Like I don't even know how I'm going to play all these games coming out. But it's just such an exciting time to be a Switch owner that I just imagine I can see like I don't think that this is like overstepping or like overestimating Nintendo at all. I think this is you know pretty par for the course. Yeah, this is um, they're going to sell Switches this holiday. Season. Right. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this develops because I think obviously the Switch has already been a, a massive success for for yeah. what it's been able to do, the amount of third party support that it's been able to to accrue uh, in this year and a half that it's been out yeah mm -hmm. just about um and so we we will see how this develops i hope that they're right um and i also hope that they're wrong i hope it does better than this you know because i wish i wish well for nintendo and they're doing so many things right uh and so if there was ever a possibility that they would hit 25 million switches sold within uh, a single fiscal year um mm -hmm. this would be this would be the year because we know we're getting a another mainline pokemon the next year, right? So we're getting Let's Go yeah. and then an even more core uh, title. Um, and so, and, and Nintendo's, they've got a really, really great pipeline of, of exclusive and, and first party yeah. content. And so this Definitely. is just, this is great. So uh, really quickly, I want to turn this to the few people that are in the chat. If you guys want to chime in, uh, what do you guys think about it? Like, are we going to hit, the 20 million that Nintendo predicts. Are we going to hit this 25 million? Are we going to do less? Are we going to do more? Why? Why not? Uh, and just let us know in the stream and, and we can, we can comment on that as well. Moving on though. If you don't mind, I'm going to jump in. Cause uh, there's two parts of this that I wanted to like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Give it, give, um, 
give it to us, Paul. So coming from my Nintendo news, um, there's a quote from Miyamoto. Um, he warned video game companies and publishers not to be too greedy with consumers and says that it naturally has a habit of backfiring and devalues brands and companies. And this is such an important statement and like, especially coming from Miyamoto um, because he's Nintendo is such a strong brand and right. they do so much to like preserve it. And they do so much quality control. Um, it just makes sense. And it, I'm hoping that other developers kind of start to learn from Nintendo and see how they approach things because it's just such quality. Yeah. Um, the other part that, um, from this, uh, article was that, uh, Miyamoto also said game developers should heed lessons from the music industry, which is still recovering after consumers learned to consume music for free through MP3 file sharing, as well as YouTube and streaming services. He said subscription style services should play a bigger role in games, but he said the key is to develop a culture for paying for good software. Yeah. This man's a futurist. <laughs> well, and I think this is, and I, I'm tempted to not say this, but it's the only thing that makes sense. It just seems like common sense. Um, yeah. And I think this is coming from a place as a consumer, right? So mm -hmm. there are certain certain things that are pro-consumer, certain things that are anti-consumer, um, and those just go into two separate categories to to very to varying degrees. And I just spilled my water. Awesome. Um, Killed it. So things that are very anti-consumer. Uh, day one DLC, where people are buying DLC right off the bat, content that could be. In the first game, pro-consumer is uh, when you treat games as a service uh, mm -hmm. where we are getting free content updates uh, and that breeds loyalty. Now, I think the balance comes in where it's like you don't want to be too greedy, but you're still a company and you still need to make money. Right. So mm -hmm. finding the balance between having a good um financial plan a good source of revenue like here's what we're going to do to make this revenue and mm -hmm. obviously there's two ways you can do that uh generalizing here is you can sell more dlc um price your game differently less or more depending on how many people you think are going to buy it uh mm -hmm. and the most important thing is that you're making quality products and you're not actively doing things that are anti-consumer uh, which like EA, like EA, but the problem is people still, people still buy it because you know, there's not a lot of alternatives yeah. to some of their content. So like obviously FIFA, uh, but I'm also yeah. not sure how bad they are, um, about like microtransactions and DLC in a game. Like, well, FIFA. I think they started to learn their lesson with like that whole star Wars debacle last year. Oh, absolutely. Hope. Um, but I feel like that's a good like example of kind of what he's saying. where like, if you're too greedy, if you try and like you're actively just trying to get money from people instead of like focusing on producing the best content initially, then, you know, it backfires on you. It can backfire. on yeah. you. Yeah. So I I stress this in my own life and in just about anything I do is I try to focus on having a balance. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can't work too hard, uh, but then you don't want to not work at all. Uh, and so in the same sense, it's like you don't want to not sell DLC, but you don't want to just sell DLC, right? Uh, it's you wanna... okay to make money. It's not okay to deliver a product that doesn't feel like it's a good value from the get-go and then continue to sell that DLC. Right. And then that's why this 
that's why it's so important that people don't pre-order uh yeah just in general and we're all guilty of it like i definitely pre-ordered spider-man and and some other stuff uh and but generally when i pre-order stuff it's generally things that i have a good idea that i know it's going to turn out well so obviously Mm -hmm. when i buy a nintendo game that's not true 100 percent of the time though the last game i remember being uh particularly terrible uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Uh, I had no interest in that game anyway, and it looked bad uh, right from the yeah. get-go. So it's a little bit different than like, oh, I'm going to pre-order, you know, Super Mario Odyssey, right? Which was like, oh, yeah. I pre-ordered it, but I'm totally not upset because I, I got a, I got a ten out of ten out of that. So yeah, but yeah, so I just. I think it's good to do good things for people for the sake of breeding customer relations and breeding Mm -hmm. uh, brand loyalty. Like that's good business practice. It's not just about trying to squeeze people uh, for all their worth. Right. Yeah. Uh, Because that's exactly when you drain people, all of a sudden people aren't going to be receptive when they've you've taken everything from them. Right. Um, Yeah. So you, you have to have a balance. People have to understand that, yes, uh, we need to sell copies of this game and we need to and, – and we have this extra monetization practices because we want to support this game long term uh, like Overwatch or PUBG or Fortnite. And and I think I think that's OK. It just depends on how it's implemented. Uh, so thank you, Miyamoto, for speaking out against uh, greedy practices. Uh, being such an influential voice in the industry. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are going to listen. And then, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it's the devs we have to worry about. It's usually the publishers, you know, who are pushing yeah. for a certain type of monetization because they deal with the money and that's all they see. So, if there's nothing else to say, uh, I want to talk about how Peppy is in Starlink Battle for Alice by Ubisoft. Hopefully he's not alone, but I'm just glad to at least have Peppy. Right. We have, so, we have companions. Right. So we have Star Fox. Oh, Star Fox. Ooh. Fox McCloud. Uh, we have Fox McCloud and we have Peppy. And I don't think and it Zelda would be a stretch. Zelda has Zelda. Yeah. I think it depends on how the, the game works. Ultimately, I haven't watched a ton of gameplay. The little I have, I have been very excited about because I love space. Uh, so I don't think it would be mm. too far of a stretch to say that we get like Falco and and slippy as well if they're just gonna go all in on it just kind of very very carefully like announcing it so everybody keeps knowing hey this is a game that exists um toys to life isn't completely dead and we're we're trying again also uh this is actually just a star fox game (laughs) um that's all i have to say about that it's exciting i think brandon uh, is a little bit more excited about this inclusion than somebody like me. Uh, and that's real quick from the chat. Um, quick update to the Peppy story. I watched the live stream that was taken down. The entire Star Fox team was in the cutscenes. There was no suggestion that they were playable. Yeah. Uh, so I figured that at least they have some sort of representation in the game. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to see that they are playable at some point. Cause that would be awesome. Cause it just adds value, right? 
for someone yeah. like me who wasn't very like, oh, it's another space game. It looks pretty generic. All of a sudden, you throw Fox McCloud in there, you throw Peppy in there, and you know and now you it's going to be okay though, even if the game isn't good, because I pre-ordered the bundle that comes with the little Arwing figure, so I'm covered. Right, and so that's that's, <laughs> that's what you worth paid it the, to me. The five hundred dollars Arwing for? for my shelf. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on, another my Nintendo news article. Nintendo has applied for trademarks for Super Smash Bros. Brawl, Pilot Wings, and the GameCube controller. Again, another very unsurprising piece of news. Taking uh, it with a grain of salt, it probably doesn't mean anything. Well, it's just these were going to go bad, and they yeah. they renewed them. And obviously, Pilot Wings is represented in Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. Brawl is represented in Super Smash Bros. And the GameCube controller is how you play Smash, or Super Smash Bros. So. so this is just this is maintenance. This is par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and just let's reiterate the fact that uh, Super Smash Bros. is coming to the Nintendo, 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 Nintendo Switch. And no, we're both isn't. very excited. It's not? I thought it was. No, it definitely isn't. I, well, I, I guess that's it. the I'm Nintendo sure. stuff for the week because I'm really embarrassed. Just kidding. <laughs> it's actually coming, and we're all very excited. And we talk about it weekly because we love it. Yep. Da-da-da-da. Job listings for Switch user interface engineers. That's a fun job title. So what kind user of changes What kind of changes are we getting? You know? Uh, I yeah. want to – they, they had a recent talk – about the switch ui and their philosophy behind it and pretty much the philosophy is like okay we need to make this as lightweight uh as and as simple as possible because we want it to be fast and that's what we got right i open my my Mm -hmm. switch and it doesn't take me two seconds to get into a game uh to start it up and then to get going right it's just so lightweight and at first i was like oh this is disappointing where are my folders and stuff like that uh, but it seems like they were just going like, how small can we make this? And can we make this the smoothest experience as we can? And, and, and yeah, that's great. So I wonder what kind of ideas they got cooking up. Uh, and then obviously if they're hiring more engineers, they're looking for people with expertise in, in making these things run smoothly. Uh, and then I imagine maybe some UI design. So there are, Two jobs on offer, one for director, planner, and another for engineer. Uh, mm. So I imagine some of this has to do with designing UI. So if you're really into designing UI or developing Nintendo Switch UI, uh, this might be the job offer for you. It is not mm-hmm. for us because I don't have any experience. Speak in for any yourself, of man. I'm a um, master of UI. Well... Maybe you should go and apply for a job designing UI. I'm actually not good at it, but, <laughs> but I you do, can do, do, it. do it. I can do right. it. Yeah. Quick, quick. Um, yeah. Let's let's keep moving on. Dream Drop Sora in the chat. Uh, he has data back. in the middle of he's nowhere. <laughs> We're happy to have you here, man. Yeah, for as long as we can it's have good. You. <laughs> uh, so, the last piece of... Uh, news we got for general Nintendo news. Random, Amazon's gaming pre-order discount cancellation sparks Nintendo sale surge. So everybody was getting their, um, was it a 20% off discount on pre-orders? So obviously they announced that they're taking this away and so everybody is getting their pre-orders in. The thing I like about this is that like 
you'd think that it'd just be all across the board. People are getting more pre-orders in, but like all the games that shoot to the top are the, the Nintendo games, right? Well, it just shows the show goes to show these were the games that have the most demand. You know, yeah, like Super Smash Bros is probably going to outsell, you know, most games that come out this year. I mean, even mm-hmm. like it's we know it's going to surpass uh, something along the lines of Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild uh, across both platforms has passed 10 million. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not be surprised if Super Smash Bros. Ultimate like is the best selling game in the series. And I think it could easily hit 15 million easily hit 15 million. yeah um yeah and uh again so there's just a lot of demand for these nintendo games uh and the switch has a lot of hype around it so this is just this is interesting to see and yeah. um uh, that is it for our nintendo news is it do we have some is more it? stuff uh, the rumored 4K points. Nintendo Switch is probably not real. This is coming from NintendoEnthusiast.com. Uh, there was a, a a leak with air quotes um, from Marcus Sellers. Uh, this article describes him as a self-described insider. Um <laughs> i want that title in my life i i need that uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a self-described uh insider and that's just a slap in the face of anybody like if i called myself a musician and then somebody called me a self-described musician <laughs> like i'd be offended i'd be like are you kidding me right now so i mean this is kind of this is kind of a slight because apparently um it doesn't doesn't make any sense. Also, I don't think 4K would make much sense for the next Switch skew. Uh, I think something more along the lines of a solid like 1080p 60fps would probably be a mm-hmm. better goal. And then just being able to bring the Switch up to a point where uh, it could uh, other third-party games could be relatively easily ported, uh, yeah. while also giving maybe a visual upgrade to first party Nintendo games or whoever decided to take advantage of it. Um, so I don't, I'm anticipating at some point that we get a new, more powerful Nintendo switch. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily want a 4k switch, but I definitely do want an upgraded switch at some point. Right. Um, you know, switch is great and all, but I, I'd like to see more. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the actual, the leak is saying eight gigabytes of Ram, 128 gigabytes of internal storage and dynamic scaling that will let it output at 4k resolution. Um, I feel like trying to fit that in such a small thing. Uh, they might be stretching it too far and that's ambitious. Yeah. So I think it'll eventually it'll happen whether, uh, it's the switch 2.0 or the switch 1.5 or I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, I, but I don't think the next iteration of the Switch... The new Nintendo Switch. Oh, no, please. That's not a good naming convention, please. Nintendo. Please don't. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating something along the lines of uh, the Nintendo Switch Pro, and then the, the sequel, so the third Switch, right, uh, would be, like, akin to the Xbox One X, uh, and then that maybe would be the 4K one. Maybe... Uh, but I think we got one or two iterations before we hit that. 
Um, mm-hmm. And they go, they go into all this stuff. Uh, there's a quote from Reggie talking about how the 4K market was too limited. Uh, that was kind of the mindset that Nintendo had during the Wii era and HD is they were like, well, we don't really feel like we need to go to HD because most people don't have HD TVs. Uh, that's going to change very, very quickly. And so I imagine the next year or two, uh, there will be demand for a 4K switch. Uh, but it might be another two to three years before that really starts to happen. And then I think most people, you know, if you're playing the Switch and you want to play it on the go, uh, the 720 is more than enough uh, resolution on that size of a screen. Uh, And you're going to get some pretty crisp um, viewing experiences regardless. Uh, So I, yeah, this is, Hmm. this is, I was excited at the prospect of a new, um, a new switch, uh, but it also might be a little, a little soon, maybe late yeah. 2019, maybe. So maybe two and a half years. I think that's a, it's a good cycle. Uh, and then we got the Nintendo switch online service will enable voice chat with the Nintendo, with the switch online app during NES gameplay sessions. Uh, Yay. this is par. I'm not surprised that they're doing it. Uh, But do we want it? (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're playing online and you don't use Discord. (laughs) But, like, who doesn't use Discord? You know, if you play games... The thing with this, too, is, though, that they did actually come up with a way um, where now, like, third-party developers can choose um, to just plug a pair of headphones directly into the Switch. And then yes. voice chat that way. Yeah, like that so, functionality is there for any game, and I, uh, personally, I'd I'd rather see them go that route than continue pushing the chat app. Yeah, unless they can find a better way to do it. Well, maybe that's what the the UI engineering design post is for, right? So maybe they're wanting to integrate uh, the functionality of the Switch Online app uh, into the mm. Switch itself. You know. Uh, and yeah. maybe the only reason they have the Switch Online app is, well, for convenience, right? What if you're playing on the TV and you don't want to have to run your your headphones all the way to your Switch or maybe you don't have a wireless headset? And so, you know, this would make sense if you're all going to use the actual Switch chat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that they would put it on the console, uh, especially with some of that functionality for splatoon and being able to like uh put you if you guys are on different teams it splits up the chat so you guys can't communicate with each other i think that's a really yep, good feature definitely cool it's just they need to find a better way because I, I still feel like the to use your phone isn't the best method yes yes um with this i do want to mention a different story um but related okay. um Diablo 3 is going to be the first third-party game to use the Switch chat app. This also, I think, came from my Nintendo News. Okay. So, Is Diablo 3 co-op? Yes. Okay. It'll have online and, I think, local co-op, too. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, if Nintendo wants people to use their app, they're going to have to get support for more games. But I feel like they were waiting until the full launch of Nintendo switch online to, to manage that obviously Mm -hmm. putting it in Splatoon was super important right out of the gate, uh, because of the nature of that game. But again, we just, we just, we use discord. 
Um, yeah. So that's that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Talking about more games coming to the Switch, THQ Nordic revealed that they're bringing Saints Row the Third to the Switch. Um, the third. <laughs> Not... I love that, that. That that's everybody's reaction to this news is like, why didn't they do the fourth? Yeah, I I wish there was like a, an answer to this. At the same time, like for some reason, they have to believe that they're actually going to sell the third on the Switch. Yeah. I don't know why they believe that, but someone at THQ Nordic believes that the game will sell yeah. if they bring it to Switch, and I think it's just because like that franchise is so like wacky in general that to just see it on the Switch might appeal to people and get people to try it right. and pick it up. I don't know. So That's the I, only logic I can think of. I have a few theories. One is I maybe it was easier to port than the fourth game. Uh, and the hmm. fourth game is kind of an outlier. It went, fourth game got really zany. So maybe having a more traditional entry, they're like, okay, maybe this will be more appealing to a wide audience. I a lot think of Nintendo I figured gamers. it out. I think oh, I figured you? out the real story. They Panic Button was busy porting other games and wouldn't do the fourth one, so they just had to figure out how to do the third one themselves. Right. So <laughs> I could see something along the lines of them releasing the third one. Uh, depending on how well it does, maybe we get a port of the first and second games. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, and then maybe eventually the fourth. Because I think they could come if uh, the third does uh, well. So maybe they just think that this, of all of the games has the um has the most sales potential and maybe the best mm-hmm. indicator of how the series will do on the switch yeah. so that's that's my thought process on it uh what do you guys think in the chat what are you guys thinking um uh, if you guys got any thoughts let us know and then let's talk about more third party stuff Sega reveals that they have over 15 Sega Ages games in development, and some haven't been re-released. Uh, so I'm excited these... by this one because Fantasy Star is one of them. Is Granted, it? It's not one of the Fantasy Star that I've played, but um, the original like Fantasy Star for like I think probably the Genesis. Okay. Don't shoot me if I got that wrong. So like an 8-bit version that you know just it's not the style that I've played, but yeah. I will still probably end up picking it up and trying it. Yeah. So, I mean, how is this? It sounds like it's just like a, a series of retro releases, kind of like the branding of the virtual console. Yeah. Sega ages. Uh, one or this two titles. Sega doing it so that they get to keep the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, from the initial 15 announced number, some of these games have never been re-released before. So that's really cool. We don't know which games they are specifically uh, mm-hmm. but that's exciting also i imagine that sega ages probably isn't going too far into the future i'd imagine this is mostly genesis and and before but it would be interesting to see them brand uh newer sega games maybe up into the gamecube but that's a stretch. I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like this will go as far as like the Dreamcast, and that would be the most they would do. Dude, stop. 
Because if you say that, then my mind's going to go racing. Because then we have the consideration that, you know. Fantasy okay. Star Online will be one of them. Well, and it's funny because, like, we talk about these games returning. And I specifically keep mentioning Skies of Arcadia. And those are both Sega properties, right? Mm. And so the fact that they are, like, going hard on the Sega ages. Here's some retro games. Uh, if we got through the Dreamcast, that means we could potentially get both of those games. Um, mm -hmm. and, but again, I, I think my understanding is that this is just going to be some really classic, like 16 bit, eight bit yeah. titles. Um, so maybe we'll get skies of Arcadia HD or fantasy star online HD at, at a, at a later point. Uh, I would just we'll keep for pushing star for it. Online three to just come to the West. Yeah. And okay. So if you guys didn't actually know, that's the reason why me and Paul are even doing any of this game stuff anyway, is because we want to make sure that these games, uh, get we want to let Sega know what's up. We want to make sure that we use our influence for good and we can get re-releases and HD remakes of the games that, that desperately need them and that more people need to play, uh, play skies of Arcadia. If you haven't, uh, the GameCube version is the definitive version with all the DLC. Um, and it's also only $50 on average. Right, Sega, and let them know you want Fantasy Star Online or Fantasy Star Online 2 to come to the West. I think we're just going to have to start making campaign videos for these games. Just start making videos and trying to, to gather the masses to pressure Sega and let them know what yeah. needs to be done. I mean, honestly, at this point, I just don't see them like localizing it for us. But I'm, all I can hope for is that they'll make Fantasy Star Online 3 and then localize that yeah. instead. That's the only hope I have. Yeah. <laughs> Please, someone. So more Sega news. Sega apparently had proposed a Metroid game to Nintendo. Uh, and obviously hmm. Nintendo rejected it. Uh, and I should note that I played and finished a Metroid game this week. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. Uh, but this is really interesting. It sounds like, you know, Sega from a lot of different places. It looks like this was, um, the same edge interview that we've talked about at least last week, yeah. uh, from, uh, Toshi Hiro Nagoshi. Um, and it never happened. Uh, but other collaborations did happen. That's pretty cool. They didn't say anything about what, uh, they pitched in terms of the Metroid. They just, they said they pitched a Metroid game. And, uh, so maybe we should try our hand at pitching a Metroid game. Just yeah. kidding. Uh, it's only got to. Nindy's presentation roundup for 20th of August, 2018. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little confused right now because there was like a K Nindy highlight. Mm -hmm. And now there's the, the Nindy's presentation for, you know, the states right and so i'm wondering if we're going to see the exact same thing or if it'll be different what exactly this is going to be right uh so they just talked about you know some more indies i didn't get a chance to watch this presentation uh but they do note in this article from my nintendo news that starting from today bad north from raw fury morphe's law from cosmoscope and prisoner architect a Nintendo Switch edition from Double Eleven Introversion are all available in the Nintendo eShop on the Nintendo Switch. So Morphe's Law was one that I'd been watching for quite a while. 
Yeah. Um, and so that one looks interesting and I might pick that up at some point. Uh, do we know how much that one costs? Nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. It's not that bad. Um, no, that's a that's a good price. It's a good price. If I wasn't buying other games right now, I would probably pick it up. Yeah, but I think, it's definitely like it's still on my list. Yeah, I definitely look forward to playing this because I do want to buy this. Uh, I don't know anything about Bad North. Um, it looks like an isometric. I I remember seeing this game, and it looked mm-hmm. like it looked like fun. Uh. Also, Prisoner, Prison Architect, I have that on, on PC, and I really like it. I like sim games, uh, so I definitely yeah, would do. recommend that if you're into sim games uh, and you like uh, micromanaging things. It's, 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 quite, um, it's quite fun. Uh, they talked more about uh, free updates for Enter the Gungeon, Hollow Knight. Uh, the Messenger is coming out soon, which is a, like a Ninja Gaiden esque game that looks really pretty um switches back from like 8-bit and 16-bit i don't know Hmm. how that plays into the gameplay or um and then they featured more games that were also uh previous released and just highlighting those and so this is cool i love that nintendo gives so much attention to the indies uh and so it's one of the reasons why indies do so well on the Switch and, and one yeah. of the reasons why everybody's developing for Switch or seemingly everybody's developing for Switch now. I mean, do you like money? Put it on Switch. Yeah, it's going to sell Unless at least enough, THD right? Nordic. If not then more put than... St. Rose 4 on Switch? <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? The physical version of Diablo 3 Eternal Collection will not require an extra download. That is great Killing news. Killing it. Uh, I can't wait till <laughs> we get those. Yeah. I can't wait till we get those 64 gigabyte uh, cards so all of this can be of the past. But I'm glad that mm-hmm. Diablo 3 Eternal Collection was able to fit on a single cartridge. Uh, good on Blizzard. I'm not sure how difficult that would have been. Um, but the fact that they're saying that it doesn't, this makes the mm-hmm. physical version much more appealing, appealing yeah. to me. So a lot of times it's like, man, if I have to do an extra download, I might as well just go out and buy a big uh, SD card, you know, and just download the entire mm-hmm. game. Uh, but I Definitely. digress. And we got a few more things going on here. Telltale's Walking Dead Season 1, 2, and 3 are all coming to Switch. This is what I love to see. It's like, okay, let's just put the whole series on there, right? I think I have cool. Season 1 of The Walking Dead on, on Steam, but I haven't gotten through it. Uh, I feel like I might be more inclined to play it through on my Switch, especially as mm. a story game, even like uh, on the go. Yeah. This seems like a game that I would just... Uh, pick up and then play a few scenes or something like that as I'm waiting yeah. for the doctor or something like that. So I feel like this is a really good, really good uh, thing. And the fact that we're getting all C three seasons uh, just adds a lot of value. I wonder if you can buy them in a, yeah, uh, the full season, including all five episodes and an add on pack uh, will be available to download. And I think, that's just one of the seasons. Oh, that's the that's the final season they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the complete first season will include all five original episodes. Both have been ported from last year's 
the Walking Dead Telltale series collection. So it doesn't say other than I, I'm maybe I'm anticipating that all three of these will be twenty four ninety nine uh, each. I'd say that's fair. I mean, in this case, I, I'm sure there's if you haven't played it yet, I'd, I'm sure people would be willing to play that. Yeah. Like, if I hadn't picked it up yet, I probably would have picked up the first two seasons for twenty four ninety nine. That's yeah. just when their games aren't on sale, that's usually the price point, and I think that's more than fair. It's not. It's not an outrageous amount, and if you want it cheaper, you can buy it elsewhere. But if you want it on your Switch, I don't think this is an unreasonable amount. Uh, and then I imagine that they will go on sale at certain points. So if these aren't things that you want to pick up right away, or maybe you already have them on a different. Uh, console maybe just maybe wait for a sale they seem to happen mm. relatively often uh but again not not an unreasonable price uh and it's just it's good to see more uh high quality games hit the switch yeah definitely and rumor dark souls 2 is now in development for the nintendo switch no word on dark souls 3 this is coming from nintendolife.com uh this is only a rumor uh, which I think makes a lot of sense because they just recently announced the Dark Souls trilogy for PS4 and Xbox One. So, I mean, they ported this new game to Switch and it, you know, it's running. It's not out yet. It, uh, it comes out October 19th, October. which is the same day yeah. that the Dark Souls trilogy is released on PS4 and, and I- According to Kotaku, um, Dark Souls, it, it runs well on Switch. Very well on Switch. Yeah. We're not dealing with the power disparity that we used to deal with, like, in the days of, like, yeah. the PS3 and Wii era. You know, it's just, yeah. it's not it's not night and day anymore. Yeah, they don't look as nice on the Switch, but they still run well on the Switch, and they're still a lot of fun on the Switch. Uh, and it doesn't look necessarily like super ugly like um some of those previous uh endeavors when they yeah. tried to port a game to the the Wii from the PS3 or something like well, that. Well some of those too they just had to like almost make completely different games cuz there's just Yeah, no a lot of them were like... spin-offs. We never got the yeah. actual games, but now we're actually getting those games. Uh and so These are great makes... times to be alive. Yeah. I'd love to see all three Dark Souls games come to the Switch. Uh, I, I definitely would like to pick up the remake of the first one uh, mm-hmm. when it comes out October 19th on my Switch uh, because, like, I could buy it on PC, and I think I have Dark Souls 2 on my PC, but whatever. Because why would I do that when I can get it on my Switch? Uh, and exactly. And then finally we get the Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate Save Transfer app out on the eShop. Which, uh, that's great news for anybody who played the original Monster Hunter Generations on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, You're going to bring you your progress with you. All your yeah. armors, all your uh, goodies, you know. Saves us from having to do that grind all over again. Yeah, that's that's the worst important. part of starting a new Monster Hunter game. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would do something similar with Monster Hunter World going from like... Uh, the PS4, the Xbox One, to the PC, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't anticipate that happening, and I'm mm-hmm. just gonna I'm gonna blame Sony uh, because it it's probably their fault. It's it's probably their fault. They probably yeah. 
So that's real it. quick. Okay. Real quick, I just want to mention that um, if you're curious about Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, I have a review out on the channel, so go and check that out. Yeah, yeah, and it's a oh, good oh, review. Oh, 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 it's a good review. Thank Bravo, you. Paul. I I really enjoyed it. Um, I think outside of that, that's all the news for this mm-hmm. week. Uh, before we go into just talking about a few of the things, the Nintendo-related things that we played, uh, whether we played it on our Switch or not, uh, I just want to give this out to you guys. Um, you know, we cover so much uh, the things that come to our attention, uh, but we're only human and we do miss things. So if there's anything important that you feel like we missed tonight uh, or throughout the week you think something's important, you can definitely go ahead and suggest those things to us um, specifically, maybe on Twitter, uh, but specifically in our discord. And if you want to join our discord, we have links for all our social media and our discord in the description below. Uh, and you can join the conversation there and, and make, um, and just talk about the news that we will be talking about here, you know, get ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, Let's talk about the few things that else that we've done this week in terms of, of gaming. Well, let's just we'll let you take the reign, Paul. Yeah, my short or my list is pretty short this week. Um, the only thing I've been playing really is Ocarina of Time 3D. I decided to just kind of pick that up because it's a comfortable game. It's something I'm very familiar with, and so it's just something that I can play through, and I don't have to put too much thought into it because yeah, I know what I'm doing. And right, it's just been a pleasant experience so far. I haven't had a lot of time to get too deep. I'm still working on the, um, I'm still working on Young Link. Okay. <laughs> I haven't aged yet, but um, yeah, it's just been super chill so far. Yeah. I think I've taken some inspiration from Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I found myself playing more games, but playing them a lot more relaxed. And I tend to finish more games um, when I do this. Um mm. So in terms of my week, in terms of playing things, uh, I've actually played a lot more Switch this week. Uh, I got a copy of Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy, for my Mm. Switch. And I played through a handful of levels. I think there's only 26 levels in the first game. So it sounds like a pretty short game, and then a lot of them are extras. So I might just play that game to relative story completion and then move on to the second Mm -hmm. game and the third game. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. Big nostalgia play. I played, I played a good amount of crash in my day, especially as a, Mm -hmm. as a child. Uh, if you're a crash fan, go on our discord and talk to me about crash in the games channel, please. Cause I definitely have some thoughts about this and I will definitely be talking about this game more, uh, come Monday for our breakdown podcast that we also do weekly. In addition to the Nintendo stuff podcast right now, also a weekly podcast, and in addition to that, I played a little bit of Unholy Heights. If anybody remembers, uh, I think it was a few months ago at this point, we did a yeah. a podcast with Roger's Base of Roger's Base uh, fame. Shout out to Roger there. Uh, he recommended a game called Unholy Heights, which we all promptly downloaded. At least I think we did. I definitely did. I did too. Um, yeah, that game just is re- so much fun. Yeah, so I just got my first like expansion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked really hard. I'm like, okay, I want to get get at least get to the expansion, uh, and that'll be a good stopping point. 
And so I got to the expansion. I was like, finally, I'm moving in this game. I'm really enjoying uh, getting it. It's like micromanaging, but it's not too micromanaging, right? It's a very, yeah. uh, it's a relatively simple game. And, and it adds to the charm. It almost, the, the music almost feels like Animal Crossing sometimes, uh, which is mm-hmm. funny g- given how like cute everything looks, but then the premise is relatively dark. <laughs> uh, great I mean, game. how many, uh, it, it's easy to get like attached to your tenants. And like, there, there's been a handful that like I tried really hard not to let die. Yeah. Um, but I also like, I'm, I'm two expansions deep and all the, all my strongest people live on the top two floors and my bottom level are all of my meat shields. And you just do that. Is that, is that intentional? It wasn't, but it's just how it worked out that, right. um, see, I, kept, I would like, killing the people, my first line of defense. Right. Okay. Okay. I haven't, I haven't gone around to like digging around, but I usually, I would put my strong guys up front cause they die the least. And then if I can keep other tenants alive longer, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that's cash flow. Uh, and two, when they're satisfied, like satisfied, like you, if they're, if you fill out that bar, that's like 10 plus to all three stats. Right. And that's a mm-hmm. significant increase. And then you get like mates in each of those rooms. So you have like eight people on the bottom floor and they're all super satisfied with what they do. And so you just have this really, really strong base. And that's that's how I've I've been playing. Uh, we'll see mm-hmm. how it changes. Uh, Unholy Heights is only five bucks. Uh, on the eShop, that's it's a no-brainer. If you got five bucks and you're looking for a small experience, uh, go ahead and and download Unholy Heights. I've been enjoying you myself. Won't regret it. Bit. You won't honestly. regret it. You really won't, uh, unless you're really not into those games. But who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then lastly, I want to talk about uh, Super Metroid a little bit. I finally beat Super Metroid. Uh, I yeah, had the SNES Classic. For, for quite some time now. And I started playing through Super Metroid. I got to Ridley and I couldn't beat Ridley. And so I went back and I was like, okay, it's time to beat Ridley and finish the game because I'm like literally end game and it's going to take me less than an hour. I just have to beat Ridley. So I beat Ridley and I finished the game. Uh, I'd love to talk about more of the design on that uh, come Monday on the Breakdown podcast. Uh, but unless... Uh, Paul, you have anything else to add? I think that wraps us up for this week. So for those who are still here, thank you so much for tuning into Nintendo Stuff with me, Logan Daniel, and Paul Anderson, a.k.a. Gunnysaurus, and me, at Loggy Doves. We didn't put them in the description here uh, or in the thing because we were in a rush and things happen. Uh, But I think this has been... Uh, pretty six sex successful and um so you can follow yeah. us on twitter as individuals me at loggy doves paul at gunny source or as a collective at the break room arcade uh, or if you want to follow brandon at baba babs that's cool but uh more importantly get on our discord subscribe like share this this video share other videos go check out paul's video uh, go check out Brandon's casual playthrough of Breath of the Wild. Uh, I got a Smashing Tunes episode coming out here pretty soon, and I got some great ideas. Yeah, you do. And that will develop over the next few weeks, and I'm really excited for some of the ideas that I'm going to enact. Um, so, 
Thanks for clocking in. Uh, don't break your backs. Break in the games. But until next time, break time's over. <laughs>